Hello and welcome to the Self-Consciousness Podcast. Ooh, I sound like a radio announcer. It's so exciting. This is Jennifer Wade. I'm an intuitive consultant. I'm your host. And today's show is going to be about, you guessed it, energy. You knew this because you're psychic. No, you knew this because you clicked on the episode titled Energy. So it's just me today. Dupree will be back next week, so hopefully you can feel all of my energy coming through, because sound is energy, and sound is our pathway into the larger discussion of how our souls communicate. So yeah, it's going to get weird today. I am ready for it. I hope you are too. See you inside. I was planning to do this on Wednesday. I just didn't feel it. Then I was planning to do it on Thursday. Didn't feel it either. Then I decided, you know what? I just need to fucking schedule this. And here we are, Saturday. So today is hopefully the day that I... No, it is the day that I will be posting it as well. I don't know why I'm explaining that to you. Um, I was very excited about today's episode and I started to try to record my voice got super frustrated I was like why the fuck can't I hear myself and I realized my microphone was plugged into the wrong spot so yay technology anyway how are you how is your energy what's your energy level like this week have you thought about it there was a big swell on Wednesday that was this purported huge event that was going to be taking place everyone was hyped for it everybody was worried especially uh, in light of last week's or the other week's events sorry Eh, time's collapsing Um, you know I'm so glad that nothing violent happened and that you know the inauguration went as it was supposed to so um, but something else happened, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get into that today. But before I really start talking about that, um, I kind of just want to get into a little bit about what I do. I think I've alluded to it a couple of times here, but not I've never really explained it because uh, my mind jumps around. I guess that's ADD. I don't even I don't even know at this point. Um, undiagnosed. So essentially, what I do. The bottom line is I tap into aspects of your subconscious and that's really just the layman's terms right and we have to use layman's terms with a lot of the spiritual new age crap because it's just gotten really out of hand and I think people are making such a bad name for it these days and uh, um, yeah I think that's wrong we have to change it so your subconscious actually has a perceptible energy so Psychic sense is basically extrasensory perception. The psychic sense is just an extension of our physical senses. It's picking up on subtle energy because everything vibrates. Everything has energy. And not only energy, it has information embedded within it. 
And this is everywhere. It's fucking everywhere. You already know this on some level. Even if you're not woo-woo, even if you're not into new age spirituality or whatever, and it's just a big clusterfuck at this point, but you already know this on some level because you understand it when I say, I didn't really like that vibe in there. It was kind of weird, right? You understand what that means. And you understand like, oh, we are totally on the same wavelength. You understand that, right? And you also understand, do you have like the bandwidth today to handle X, Y, Z? These are all phrases that we use. You know, I always found it so funny that we have so many phrases for energy in regards to human beings. And we like never connect it to our innate human ability that connects and intertwines with soul spirit. We use so much woo language and it like doesn't even register. It just boggles my mind. We know that like animals communicate, right? There's, we know that echolating, oh, <laughs> echolocating and biological sonar, we know that those things exist, right? And we know that these animals use it. And for some reason we like never make this connection that humans can do something similar right? That's just something we don't even, oh, you know, we're just, we're like robots, right? And also, because like, you know, man, dominate animal, gaga. So let's talk about telepathy, right? Telepathy has kind of been like popularized, you know, like Ghostbusters comes to mind. And ESP, you know, at least it was kind of out there in our vernacular. But, like, really in our society, it's something that we don't really understand or celebrate about ourselves. And this is usually because it's, quote, unproven, unquote. Psychics and mediumship and other things of the sort are all unfortunately still under the umbrella of, quote, pseudoscience. So, and we are now living in a culture that has basically branded a scarlet letter on anyone questioning science. So you can't even wonder about it without experiencing some kind of stigma that's attached to it. Speaking of attached to it, ask yourself, why? Why would stigma be attached to it? Why would the CIA perform experiments on these things in secret? But like, okay, first of all, that stuff has all been declassified, okay? The CIA has already declassified their reports and analysis. And there's something, just look up the gateway process. Um, oh, look, I have it right here. So you're going to hear some paper shuffling around. I'm just going to read an excerpt from this, okay? This is a declassified document compiled, created by the U.S. Army. I'm just going to read a, a passage. Holograms. Energy creates, stores, and retrieves meaning in the universe by projecting or expanding at certain frequencies in a three-dimensional mode that creates a living pattern called a hologram. Yeah. That's, um, that's our government. So, like, this stuff is all out there. It's obviously, like, findable. Yet, people still think think it's not true. It's, it's like, it's not proven. It's evil. It's like from the devil, right? So 
when I bring up religion or it's dogma, like that might trigger you. You might be more of like the science and thought type. You might hold a perspective that like religious people are fanatics, yet science has even shown that this is real. So like I want you to ask yourself, especially if this is not your thing, why don't we want to believe that it's true? Why don't we want to believe that extrasensory perception, psychic ability, is true or a natural part of being a human being? I mean, I can tell you that for me, it was a fear of being seen as crazy. And though it's pretty safe to say that my old world still sees me this way, I simply don't give a fuck at this point. You know, maybe that's part of the reason you don't really believe in this. But think about this. Where do you get your information? Do you get it from books? Do you get it from newspapers, television, movies, the internet? Do you get it from church, the Bible? school? What would happen to these pillars of our society if you didn't need them to get information? What would happen? There is and has been for a very long time a fight for control over how we think and what we believe. And all I want to say about this is now now is the time to practice your own discernment. But how do you practice discernment? Knowing what's true for you. How do you practice this? How do you practice it when the noise and the quote information unquote outside of you inundates you with somebody else's perspective, somebody else's programming? You practice discernment through feeling into something. Does it feel true? Do you feel it in your gut? You know this. This is, this is what everybody knows. And what exactly are you feeling when you do this? You, my friends, are feeling energy. Now I'm gonna move this to something that we all love to talk about, and yes, I will connect it masculine and feminine and no i don't mean heels versus combat boots i don't mean that you've most likely heard about yin and yang and many cultures acknowledge the existence of two types of energy in everything basically the receptive and the active these are the two energies that exist in the universe this is what keeps balance and this is essentially what we love to fuck with. So one of the things I, I want to kind of express is the existence of what I am referring to divine masculine and divine feminine. These two energies exist in everything. They exist within you, regardless of your gender. Let me say that one more time. Masculine and feminine energy both exist within you regardless of your gender, okay? Chosen or born with. What are masculine? What are masculine qualities? What, what makes up the divine masculine? This is action, direction, movement, responsibility, strength, focus, fatherhood, 
the sun, although in some cultures, Native American cultures, the sun is feminine. Generosity, encouragement, material abundance, clarity, intellect, energetic vibrancy, density, transformation and growth. Okay. Now, what is a divine feminine quality? What are divine feminine qualities? Restoration, life, renewal, creation, birth, healing, receptivity, openness, motherhood, nurturing, love, understanding, compassion, insight, intuition, wisdom, softness, calm, forgiveness, the moon, connection, harmony, and sensuality. So we find ourselves in alignment most when our internal masculine and feminine qualities are in balance and in the light. Now, when I talk about light versus shadow, you know what I'm talking about, right? I hopefully don't have to go into it, but I will explain it in this way. Light meaning full awareness and connection, right? Full awareness. You can think of light as light, a physical, like bright light. And you can think of light in terms of weight. It's both. So unfortunately, we are born into families that and parents who relate to one another based on their own internal masculine and feminine. And that relationship really provides the foundation of how we perceive it. So you can be a little girl born into a girl's body, obviously, and you have a mother and a father, let's just say for example, your mother has a really imbalanced feminine or masculine, right? Let's say her masculine has sort of taken over. She's more about action, direction, movement, responsibility, okay? Your masculine is going to reflect somewhat what your mom kind of brings to the table. So this is just just a small example of kind of like how we start relating to masculine and feminine from like the very beginning. And you know, you obviously know we are socialized from the very beginning into what our society considers good for a man and good for a woman, good for well, sorry, bad for a man and bad for a woman. We know these rules growing up very quickly. And this unfortunately determines our worldview. There's so much mythology that supports a lot of what we have grown up around. Okay. And what I, what do I mean by this? So we obviously live in a patriarchal society. We are ruled by masculine, but as it's probably no surprise to you, the masculine is in shadow. I'm sure you've heard toxic masculinity. I've even heard someone go as far as to say violent masculinity. And so for, pardon me, um, for all intents and purposes, we're going to use the word violent masculinity. So shadow masculine, dark masculine, violent masculinity. This is has been 
our current state of dominant existence for at least a couple thousand years, at least. And in this paradigm where masculine has dominated over feminine, we see it all around us. We see it in aspects of how we treat the earth, how we dominate each other, how we build hierarchy one on top of another, as opposed to a cyclical, more spherical, community-based, conscious way of living and moving through the world or building through the world. So this all is coming to my main point of this podcast, which is that we are coming into a time period where there's a major epic shift. January 20th was meant to be this. It had, from what I was reading, again, I'm, I'm like not an expert in astrology. I love it. Like, I want a front seat. Give me the popcorn. I love it. Show it to me. But I, I'm like, I can't study that much. So I can't resonate with it in terms of like me learning it all and like pulling cards or, or like pulling birth charts for people. So sorry. I said cards because I was also thinking tarot. It's the same thing for me. I, I, I just can't. Um, so Wednesday, I personally felt like there was going to be this big shift. Uh, and that's kind of what I was hearing among my groups of, of people and sort of people in the spiritual community. This was, you know, there was a lot of fear and stuff moving it. There was fear and anxiety moving up to January 20th to that Wednesday. Um, I felt fear and anxiety. So as, as a psychic, as an intuitive, as a sensitive empath, I experience waves of um, energy and usually I try to direct it and focus. That's where the mind can come in and, and really like help that process. But I try to focus my energy on um, my own kind of like what I'm sensing for myself and you know. Shadow work is really just kind of picking up on dark things in your subconscious that will pop up, usually through an emotional trigger, um, usually when presented by a reflection of itself in the outer world. Um, and that process is, is shadow work. It's looking into those shadows. It's exploring it. But it all starts with the feeling and the energy, just drilling down using that as the, as the, the method. So, so what do I do for a living? I dig apart my subconscious. That's what I do. And um, and I expose everything that I've kept hidden in there. So I do that on purpose. It's fucking painful. It fucking sucks. But I do this for growth. I do this for expansion. I do this to be conscious of my entirety of my whole self because I know there's divine self in there. And I've gotten snippets as I've moved through in my journey of becoming a psychic. So at this point, I know I'm aware of intense energies, cosmic energies. I'm also aware of energies of people around me. I'm obviously also aware of these big shifts. Um, but sometimes when you are in a position like me, you don't always understand that you might be feeling something come up for you and that this might actually be your tuning into the collective. So this is what happened to me this week. On Tuesday, I 
I could sense that something was different with myself and I knew that I was probably tapping into this like really heaviness of like fear and anxiety and I was like well obviously like everyone's worried they're gonna like storm the you know like someone's gonna get killed tomorrow and like blah 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 so so I kind of like was like all right let's just see how it goes I'm I'm gonna just try to be calm and really like tap into it so on Wednesday when nothing went down I was I felt almost like a frustration I had my own internal emotional triggers come up with like personal and private things. Again, this is how I can tap in. So then I kind of explore it. If something is resonating outside of me, it's going to bring up something that's inside of me. So what's inside of me, I'm, I have to be grateful for what's happening outside so that I can go inside and then I can kind of like pull that little weed out. I can look at it and be like, hey, little guy, what's going on? Where'd you come from? Oh, childhood. Great. Let's work on that. Love you. That's the process. Okay. Obviously very simplified, but it actually took me a sec to be able to step out of that process because I was fully in it. I was experiencing something that I couldn't quite explain took me a couple of days to process and after numerous downloads over the week I have some chicken scratch on a piece of paper pardon me that I'm now going to read to you I understand now at this point what was happening and what was happening on Wednesday was some serious dark masculine release. When I say dark masculine release, I'm talking about all of the people who were ready to, and and if I see this energetically, it's almost like I see this dark mass, almost feels like a dragon. And it's like, and it's huge. And it's just like pulling all these things. It's just this shadow it's just pulling all these things into itself like pitchforks and guns and you know like those little ties that guy who was gonna like tie up all the anyway like all this just toxic violent masculine shit it's just like pulling it into itself and I could see it raise up and then when everything just went as planned I could see it collapse and I realized that this week this week of i am now on what's today what is today january 23rd so the whole week leading up to this moment we have now been inundated with a tidal wave of dark masculine release imagine that big dark blob that i was talking about think of it as now a body of water it slams down because it doesn't have anywhere to go And now it is literally like a tidal wave drowning everything in its path, okay? Dark masculine is wounded masculine. This is wounded masculine energy. Wounded masculine energy is the essence and fuel of patriarchy. This is where everything comes from in terms of the 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 desire to outwardly project violence the um the training over 
thousands of years to push emotion down and never have it process. And you know this because this is how men are raised in our culture. And because we live in a patriarchal culture, this affects all of us because we all have, we all have wounded masculine inside of us. We have all internalized patriarchy. This internalized wounded masculine in your experience, in anyone's experience that you know this week has all been brought up because it is coming up to be healed. It has been released. It had nowhere to go anymore. So it just dispersed. And it is this, it is a flood because it has been, it has been held up for so long in this form, in this shape. If you're a man listening to this, first of all, bravo. If you're a man listening to this, you might have experienced some emotional stress this week or explosion this week, some kind of emotional, um, you know, release for yourself. And that is because of this wave that you're, we are all tapping into this. We are all feeling this wave. Now, there's a lot of people who, well, there's one other thing I want to say about the wave. If you are drowning in this wave of dark masculine that has just now released, if you're drowning in this wave, and, and this is not a happy wave, this is a wave of muck and shit, and everyone is affected, it is an energetic tidal wave. Okay, I've said that enough. Okay, so you know that when people are drowning, they grasp onto others and they will drag them down with them. Anyone in your life who subscribes to masculine, like in the way I was talking about before, that like, you know, go hard, dominate, blah, you know, like that, any, we've all been raised with that. Like we've all been raised, it takes, it's a struggle to move away from that and embrace feminine, to embrace soft, to embrace quiet. Look at how we treat our mothers in this country. Obviously we have a disdain for feminine in this world. But all of that shit is going to be affected. It's all coming into play. So people are now grasping because their dark masculine is coming through and they don't want to face it. They don't want to deal with it. They can't. We have to have compassion for them. And you also have to have compassion for them because you also have it inside of you. So you have to have compassion with yourself. But the problem is you have to set boundaries because anyone who's going to grasp onto you is now going to force you to drown as well. So don't, so be very aware of your energetic boundaries with people. There is a lot of courting going on. We'll, we'll have to go into that in another episode, but we all are bound with energetic cords and these are etheric cords. These are very real and you know what they feel like. Um, or call me, we'll, we'll talk about it. Like, let's make an appointment so I can explain it a little bit more. But anyone who is trying to attach to you is this kind of like, and we always, you know, you know, um, energetic vampires. That's because they're courting. This is, we all cord, by the way. So anyone who, like, you might feel drained. Someone who was narcissistic in your life might pop into your head over the, over the last week. 
that's because they're thinking about you and they're like, ooh, my energy source. I need one. I need some. I'm drowning. Don't let them pull you down. Don't let anyone pull you down during this time because it's got to be a time of healing. People have to decide. People have to choose to heal their inner wounded masculine. And it's not easy work. It takes a lot. It, you have to really be brave with this kind of work. Let me just have a look at my notes real quick. So, you know, you also have to think in terms of like these vampires. You, you also have to consider how you feel about energetic vampires. Because if they scare you, then you're going to bring them into your orbit. And you really don't want to do that. You, you do have to kind of look at these people or, or these people who are trying to kind of get your energy. Again, because they can't, they can't generate it for themselves, not from a true life. Um, you have to think of them with some compassion, okay? Um, because also you've got that inside of you. I just said that already. Again, everyone is caught in this. Dark masculine affects everybody. It affects women, it affects men, it affects non-binaries because we are all living in a patriarchal world. So like one of the things that came up for me, I was like, on Wednesday, I started tapping into a timeline where, now I'm sure this has been written, but I, I don't, I cannot read the news, I cannot read too much because I don't, I literally cannot take in more information because I really want to tap in and get my own information from myself um, or from my connection to all this energy and wisdom like there's so much out there already like I I just I don't have I don't have the bandwidth for it so this might be a concept that's kind of out there already but one of the things that struck me that felt like it was coming in really strong was this feeling that Biden would get killed this is not like this is not a prediction this is not anything like this is not a precognitive vision this is just this was a thought that occurred in and I realized later that I had been tapping into a timeline this is the timeline of the dark masculine I realized Biden gets killed Kamala Harris rises into power and then she becomes even more dangerous than we could ever have hoped because a woman who rises in patriarchy to the highest office in the land has done so in a man's world, right? Do we think that a woman being in full divine feminine like can really be successful in the in in a patriarchy in a capitalistic patriarchy? Most likely not. I'm sure there's examples out there, but most likely not. Anyone who's out there is benefiting from our system. Anyone who's famous, anyone who is a politician, they are benefiting from this, this this structure. They're benefiting from capitalistic patriarchy, this colonization, this this white patriarchy, and they're benefiting from it. So, side note, I I only saw a couple of photos about the inauguration, and and I'm not trying to burst your bubble, but my I did not feel a celebratory sense. Honestly, I felt like it was like. Well, back to your regularly scheduled programming, people. This is a better TV show with the colors and the, you know, the. and here's Jennifer Lopez. I just, it felt like a circus. And I, I, listen, I think Joe Biden's a great person. I think he's a good man. I think he has great intentions. And I do feel the same way about Kamala. I, like, I, I love her. 
But this vision, this timeline had to do with this like myth. And what kind of came in also was Kali. Kali is Hindu goddess. She is a goddess of creation and destruction. But if you look up images of Kali painted by male painters, she is a man-eater and destroyer. There is pools of blood all around. Okay, this archetype of the destructive woman is also embedded in the wounded masculine because I mean whose mom isn't bitchy from time to time right that's probably like honestly where it came from right these are all wounded little boys and we and we've kind of felt that the dark masculine also I mean like the dark masculine narrative touches everything okay Isis what do you think of when I think of when I say Isis you think of well, if you're a woman who's like witchy, you probably think of the goddess Isis, which is obviously what I'm talking about. But Isis, Isis, the goddess, the mother goddess in Egyptian mythology, the mother goddess has now been basically co-opted as a terrorist organization. This is what dark masculine does to divine feminine. Now, consider for a minute what the your internal masculine does to your internal feminine this is another way you can kind of play with this as this is all kind of like jumbling around in your head um you know i had a i don't know if i it was a download i had a download about pygmalion and i you know again i i don't reads books and studies and stuffs so I am poorly read proud of it um, you know why I realized later that I was poorly read because why is it that I only the only voices that are really the 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 ones that are assigned the most value are the white male voices I just I was like I don't I don't know I homie don't know I I don't play that anymore I just was about to say homie don't play that let me just go ahead and finish that I fully stopped reading most things honestly because of such a masculine perspective stopped watching porn because it's a masculine perspective i mean like everything is a masculine perspective male gaze everything is male gaze i'm sorry high heels male gaze i know but they make me feel powerful really because they hurt my fucking back so pygmalion pygmalion so Pygmalion, I like to think about um, in terms of a stage that my own personal masculine and feminine were in. Um, so Pygmalion, if you don't already know, um, it's a play by George Bernard Shaw. Um, it's from like the early 1900s, but it was based on um, ancient Greek myth um, of Pygmalion, who fell in love with one of his sculptures, which then came to life, right? So I understood instantly, um, this was, again, this came through my guidance system. So yes, it came through my spirit guides. Actually, it came through my mom. This idea of um, a man putting a woman on a pedestal, she is this perfect creature. And he fell in love with that image, this, this sculpture, this, you know, she ain't nagging him. She's not like asking for a ring. 
this perfection, this perceived perfection of woman and this ideal feminine beauty, I realized that this was an internal myth that I held within. And this was a way that my internal masculine was relating to my internal feminine. Um, and it was really imbalanced. And my internal feminine, therefore, felt like she was never good enough. So it, it's interesting when you really kind of like dig down into it and like start playing with it. I will say that it's really important that you understand and accept that you are made of energy and that you can perceive energy. I want everyone to really understand and accept this. We have these two conflicting energies within us. The space and the emptiness and the dark, a lot of that can really be attributed to the feminine because of when we think of a womb, right? Um, but it's, it's a place for creation and, and it's just really important that they are both balanced. Divine feminine has to rise at this time in, in history. It just simply has to. But we also have to make sure that we can have compassion for the dark masculine, the wounded masculine that is dying because it needs it. Have compassion for yourself. Um, have compassion for people this, is, this goes for all genders, for people who are disconnected from their own emotions and their own energy and help them understand you can do this through boundaries. You can do this through saying no to them, but compassionately help them understand that it's worth it to uncover what they are holding in shadow so that they can learn to generate their own energy. They can learn to, to peel back their beliefs, their belief systems that were formed by this patriarchal fucking stew that we were sitting in that is now like unleashed and flooding everything. We've all been stuck in it. We are all guilty of patriarchy. We are. So we have to find compassion for it within ourselves first. And then we can find compassion for it externally. Um, I was definitely having a week where I was like, I just want to punch men in the face because that's my wounded masculine. That's, that's what wounded masculine did to my foundation and learning of the balance of masculine and feminine. This anger at men, angry at men. Of course I'm angry at men. My 3D self, my ego self, of course I'm fucking angry at men. Women have been doing all the emotional labor forever and everything else. And now it's time for men to learn how to do this for themselves. They have to take more responsibility. Okay, that's my like ego talking, right? But deep down, I have to find compassion for them. I have to find compassion. And because anger, anger is although, you know, it's, you know, it's a, it's a real anger. Like I, I'm, I'm fine with having, with having this anger, but I don't want to use it towards inflicting pain on more wounded masculine. So I've got to catch myself. So we all have a responsibility to balance our energy, to clear out any muck that is interfering with our own connection to our fucking energy. Okay. 
And the reason why is because energy manifests physically. And you know this. And yes, I totally skipped over like the chakra system. I'm not going to talk about it. Go look it up. That's a Hindu tradition. There's also the Shenka system, which is in the Egyptian tradition. There's energy fields and vortices and, and ways that we build energy. Kundalini energy, especially like all of these things. These are all things you can look up. Um, but we have to understand that it is within us as well. So, so we can't just point fingers and look externally because that's where we've gotten it. But again, and this is, this is a warning. If we don't clean up this mess of wounded masculine, that wave could manifest itself. So let's really be responsible for our own energy, find healing for ourselves. There's so many ways. There's never one thing that fully heals you. You have to explore. You have to try out different modalities. Go to different doctors. Go to, you know, try different methods. Anything. But make no mistake, this is your soul. Your soul is energy. And your soul fucking can create massive shifts in the world. This is what we do. We are here to play. We are here to be in this density, in this play with this material. But we have this space. We have the energy. We've got the divine feminine within us. And she fucking creates. That's why the earth is a woman. <laughs> Sorry, she's not a woman, but you know what I mean. This is why earth is a mother. We have to create. We have to hold space. We have to hold space for both so hold space for both masculine and feminine within you look to see where you are seeing reflections and getting triggered by certain behaviors by people ask yourself whether that clicks in with this whole divine masculine and feminine thing that i'm talking about because i could be wrong could be wrong anyway i've got so much more to say but it's been a long time and yes um I can talk for 43 minutes on my own. Not a surprise for anyone who knows me. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really, really appreciate it. Um, more of this kind of discussion to come. Um, and I'm so excited for you to be on this journey with me. Thank you so much. See you next week.